You're Within the Norms, the blog that explores boundaries of medical science and law. Republished and reported by Norman J. Clement RPH, DDS, Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D, Belinda Brown Parker, in the spirit of Joseph Salvo Esquire Incorporated. T. Spirit of Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., M.B.A., in the spirit of the Han. Patrice Lumumba, in the spirit of Erlen Clement, S.R., Walter F. Ren III, M.D., Julie Killingworth, Leslie Pompey, M.D., Christopher Russo, M.D., Nancy Seafield, Willie Gignard, B.S., Joseph Webster, M.D., M.B.A., Beverly C. Prince, M.D., Fax, Neil Arnand, M.D., Richard Call, M.D., Leroy Baylor, J.K. Joshi, M.D., MBA, Adrienne Edmondson, Esther Hyatt, PhD, Walter L. Smith, BS, in the spirit of Brom Fisher, Esquire, Michelle Alexander, MD, Kudjo Wilding, BS, Martin Njoku, BS, RPH, in the spirit of Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Muchet, Strategic Advisors. We are not powerless, and through our videos, writings, and photographs, we will expose the abuses and tyranny just as the video was recorded by the cell phone camera of young Darnella Frazier. Bore witness to the murder of George Floyd. The blog youarewithinthenorms.com bears witness, and both allows the system to be held accountable. We are healthcare providers, not street drug dealers. Bye. Richard Menger, MD, spine surgeon. And Jeffrey Singer, MD, senior fellow Cato Institute. There's an old adage among physicians that the patient can always hurt you more. This refers to the emotional toll personal mistakes and surgical complications can have on physicians when treating ill patients. A recent event has given that old adage a new, more tangible meaning. Michael Louie, a patient at a Tulsa, Oklahoma, medical office, underwent spinal surgery last month. After being released on May 24, he repeatedly called the clinic to get further treatment for his lasting pain to no avail. On June 2, he targeted and killed his surgeon, Preston Phillips, before killing himself in a mass shooting. Richard Menger, MD, MPA. While this story is shocking, it is not unpredictable. Doctors are often threatened by patients in immense pain after they are abruptly cut off from their opioid medications. How did we get here? Policymakers and healthcare practitioners tend to misinterpret and misapply the 2016 Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, Guideline for Prescribing Opioids for Chronic Pain, taking for a mandate what was meant as a general rule of thumb. Released as a measure to combat the overdose crisis, the report recommended imposing limits on the number of opioid prescriptions doctors could provide. This led many doctors, intimidated by possible consequences, to abruptly taper patients off pain medicine that has worked to treat and control pain for years. Horror stories about doctors being arrested or having their licenses suspended have led many physicians to give up treating pain altogether, refusing to see pain patients. Doctors can't help people in pain because of restrictive opioid policy. Richard Menger, MD. Misguided drug policy has stigmatized chronic pain patients, who are often suspected of being drug abusers. And many doctors are just as misguided as journalists and politicians in their understanding of the pharmacology of opioids, as well as the difference between chemical dependency and addiction. Because the government and medical boards limit surgeons' ability to prescribe opioids, surgeons, like us, 
can no longer treat a patient's complex pain using our best clinical judgment without administrative oversight. The system builds a wall between patients and their doctors, creating an adverse environment. This is not what we expected when we took the Hippocratic Oath. Preston Phillips, MD. Up to 40% of spinal deformity patients have had some sort of spinal surgery in the past, performed by a spinal surgeon like Phillips or like Richard Menger, one of the authors of this article, meaning many of them are on opioids already. Recovery from these surgeries can take anywhere from three months to a year. While these patients go through a painful recovery, spine surgeons aren't always able to treat pain in a streamlined manner, we are required to prescribe only a limited amount of opioids. Oftentimes routine refill mechanisms are not available, and patients needing refills must be seen in person or prescribed medicine via an elaborate electronic co-signing system. Patients have to either run back and forth to the office or navigate an electronic prescription process sometimes between multiple pharmacies trying to connect to the e-software. Surgeons are frustrated. The staff faces burnout. And the patients have no efficient way to relieve their pain. HTTPS colon slash slash house fastly unsigned us east one prod.brightcuffkin.com slash media slash v1 slash pmp4 slash static slash clear slash 603937865701 slash e1b1a2d32698439bb742fad6b305bd3 slash e86a4f54a0f4f79a7f96a9cf7646f F70 slash mp 4 Jeff Singer MD Jeffrey A. Singer discusses his article, America's Failed Opioid Policy Drove the Tulsa Shooter to Violence, on Sinclair Broadcast Group's The National Desk. Featuring Jeffrey A. Singer Senior Fellow, Cato Institute Patients often blame their doctor for their untreated pain. As patients become desperate for relief, they sometimes turn to the black market if their pharmacy can't fill the prescription in time. While lawmakers can try to regulate medication, they cannot regulate pain. Government attempts to combat the opioid crisis by reining in opioid supply and prescriptions have failed. Richard Megger MD MPA By 2020, opioid prescription volume dropped roughly 60% from its peak in 2011, yet overdose rates have skyrocketed. Data collected from the CDC and the National Survey on Drug Use and Health show no association between the volume of opioid prescriptions and the non-medical use or addiction in persons over the age of 12. Preston Phillips, MD and Stephanie Hughes, MD. Although the reduction in opioid prescriptions has had no impact on overdose deaths from medically used opioids, the same cannot be said for opioids used non-medically. It is now widely accepted that as the supply of relatively safe prescription drugs was slashed, non-medical users have turned to heroin and, more recently, fentanyl, which was responsible for 87% of the 30,000 spike in drug overdose deaths in 2020. And fentanyl, cocaine, and methamphetamines were responsible for nearly all overdose deaths in 2021. Richard Menger MD, MPA Neurodatajumba.com there is no clear definition of overprescribing. Yet policymakers keep doubling down on the misguided mission to reduce or eliminate opioid prescribing, putting patients back in miserable pain and mental anguish, driving some to suicide and others to the black market. Now, it may have driven one person to homicide. All the while, overdoses soar among the population of non-medical users who long ago moved on to heroin and fentanyl. 
Unfortunately, policymakers continue to believe the overdose crisis was caused by doctors treating their patients in pain when the real cause is drug prohibition and the dangerous black market it creates. Jeffrey Singer MD Opioid Myths with Dr. Jeffrey A. Singer The overdose crisis is not the result of doctors treating their patients. And, the overdose rate continues to climb even as prescriptions from doctors have been steadily declining. For now, you are within. You are within thenorms.com, Wynton Marsalis Concerto for Trumpet and Two Oboes, 1984. The Norms